0: Hello, friends. So glad you're with us today over the internet. Thank you for praying. Thank you for seeking the Lord. Thank you for listening to His Word. I'm excited about sharing with you today, on this day, we celebrate the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, about our resurrected Christ. So happy Easter. Happy Resurrection Day is what I usually say. So thankful you could join us over the internet. God bless you. And I pray you have a great week, in spite of the difficulties that we have going on around our world right now. I want to begin today with a a reference to a historical incident. This occurred in 1815. It was after the First Napoleonic War. Napoleon Bonaparte had been defeated. He was in exile in prison on the island of Elba in the Mediterranean and uh, so the representatives of Austria, Prussia, Russia, and Great Britain had gathered to redraw the map of Europe. Much damage had been done, but they gathered to divide the spoils. They were just about finished and almost had come to an agreement about where everything would be allocated when a uniform messenger burst through the door, went up to the president of the Congress, and handed him a dispatch, but said out loud in front of everyone, shocking everyone and throwing everything into turmoil when he said he's back again. Who is back? Napoleon is back. He had escaped from Elba and was then at that very moment marching across Europe regaining his army, old army, and new converts and went on to fight yet again Well, I want to tell you, 2,000 years ago, there was another conference being held as Satan and his angels were no doubt around a metaphorical conference table and they were wondering, what are we going to do now that we've killed the Son of God? No doubt they were making great plans for their kingdom. How they were going to do this or this. How they were going to capture the hearts of men, women, boys, and girls. And then perhaps some angelic demon messenger, whoever, just teasing, came into the room and said, He's back. Who's back? Jesus Christ is back. He is not here. He is risen from the dead. And we celebrate that today. Don't you know that the first people who came upon the empty tomb were bewildered, saddened because of all that had happened? The first to come, the Bible says in the book of Matthew, were Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, it says. And they came the first day of the week to anoint the body of Christ. But how bewildered they were when they came upon the tomb and it was empty. It was open. It was empty. And I will tell you that many people today are still wondering, what does it mean? What does that empty tomb mean? Listen carefully as I read just three verses of Scripture today. Matthew chapter 28, verses 5, 6, and 7. And so if you have your Bible, I would hope you would open to that and keep it open through the remainder of this message the bible says but the angel told the women don't be afraid because i know you are looking for jesus who was crucified he is not here he says in verse six he is risen he has been resurrected just as he said pay attention to that phrase just as he said come and see the place where he lay And then verse 7, then go quickly and tell the disciples, He has been raised from the dead. In fact, He is already, He's going ahead of you, not already, He's going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see Him there. Listen, I have told you. Well, what a beautiful passage that is. In those three short verses, we see the reality of the resurrection. And what does it mean? Just like they were asking in their hearts, what does it mean? What does it mean to you and me today? First of all, it means that without Christ, without the resurrection, we have no hope. I will tell you, there's no reason for you to be tuned into an Easter service if the resurrection had not been true. Don't you know those women who went to the tomb were sad? Because the one whom they loved, the one whom they had followed, the one to whom they had attached their loyalty, he was dead gone was the one who had shown them a new way to live gone was the one who had shown them how to treat enemies gone is the one who had taught them so much about how to love and to live and how to treat your family gone was the one who had taught them how to deal with retaliation and vengeance gone was the one who had shown them the power of god perhaps even sadder was the possible question If he died, did all the teachings he taught us die with him? What about those things that he taught us? About how he taught us that he was superior over death? That life was more important than death? And he had taught us how to love each other in a way that we had never experienced before. Even he taught us to love our enemies. When he died, did his teachings die with him? The resurrection ought to shock us into the realization that without Christ we are without hope. I've known a lot of people in my life who have lost hope. Some, sadly, lost hope to the point that they thought there's no reason to live anymore. And I will tell you, without Christ and without Him in your life, it is the saddest, most lost condition that one could ever imagine. Even those that know Christ sometimes seem to lose hope. Without Christ there is no hope. Uh, There was once a submarine disaster off the coast, a shallow area off the coast of Provincetown, Rhode Island. And this submarine had lost power. It was unable to surface, and the men knew they were going to die. Fortunately, a rescue party was summoned, and they were able to get down to the sub. It was not too deep. And they heard tapping coming through the hull. Men inside were tapping out a message in Morse code, And all they asked was, is there hope? Well, I will tell you, people in this world today are asking, is there hope? Is there hope? And I will tell you, without Christ, there is no hope. With Christ, there is hope. With Christ, there is meaning. With Christ, there is a way to get through and understand even the craziness of this pandemic in which we find ourselves. A lot of people are saying, well, where's God? Well, He's trying to get our attention. Who would have ever thought we'd be in this situation where we can't even hug our own grandchildren and our own children? Who would have thought we'd be in a situation where we have to sequester ourselves at home for so long? I think over a year, it seems. But truly, we never would have thought we'd find ourselves. So we have to say, okay, where's God? Well, God is saying be still and know that I'm God he's right here trying to get our attention and show us what really matters and what to really focus upon so there is hope because of Easter that's the second thing that we see in our passage today the angelic messenger that meets with these women lets them know that he is risen some had said well the disciples have stolen his body well that was not true We know because of the presence of the Roman soldiers, the sealing of the tomb, there's no way they could have stolen his body. But on that Sunday morning, they find the tomb empty. The explanation is given there in verse 6. He states it so clearly. He has risen from death to life. Get it in perspective. Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph, had had been crucified and had been convicted of crimes of treason We know that He had been beaten so terribly. We know that He was whipped. We know that He was placed upon that terrible cross as we talked about last week. We know that He was tried not once but twice and then placed in that tomb. And then the Bible says He rose from the dead. Oh, He knew those disciples. He gave hope to them. He even knew their names. In fact, it says in John chapter 20, which we will study Uh, down the road a few more weeks, we know that He called Mary by her name. He knows who we are. And because of the resurrection, we have hope. I pray that you found that hope. I pray that you know that hope personally, even today. They forgot they were dealing with the Son of God, and He conquered death itself. Some still feel like it's too good to be true, but it's not. He's real. He's risen. And he wants to give you life today. The Bible says in First Corinthians chapter five, verse chapter fifteen, verse twenty-two For as in Adam all die, but even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Our Lord Jesus was declared to be the Son of God by the resurrection. In fact it says in Romans one four, Jesus was declared to be the powerful. Did you hear that? The powerful Son of God by the resurrection from the dead. According to the spirit of holiness. The resurrection is real. It gives us hope. Quickly, let me say a couple other things. One is that the Easter also shows us the reliability of the Word of God. In fact, we we know in verse 6 he said he did what he already told you he was going to do. He keeps his promises. His Word is always true. In another place in Matthew chapter 16 verse 21, he had said this. From then on, Jesus began to point out to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders, chief priests, and scribes, be killed, and be raised the third day. So he'd already told them. So his word is always reliable. He's faithful. He's faithful to love. He's faithful to forgive. He's faithful to save. Let Christ show you his reliability. May God be able to say to us personally, I've kept my word. I love you. And may we experience that even personally. And then last, I want you to know that Easter also means that Christ's continued presence is guaranteed. Remember what I said last week. The cross cross enables our salvation. It is the act upon which everything turns for Jesus died in our place. But the resurrection validates the action of the cross. And that resurrection power is still available to us today. And resurrection means the promise of Christ's continued presence is true. He said in verse 7, I'm going to meet you in Galilee. I'm not leaving you. i will stay with you. And someday soon, maybe a couple months, maybe more, we will come to John chapter 21, and we will see where... Jesus ministers to the disciples on the Sea of Galilee. His ministry continued. And then someday maybe we'll go into the book of Acts and we'll see how through the early church Jesus' continued ministry was manifest as the disciples did their wonderful work. So Jesus is still with us even today. Do you experience that personally? Have you experienced that personally? Do you know His continued presence in your life? Is He giving you hope even today? Is He making a difference in your life even now? His constant friendship and His promise of continued loving us, knowing that we're never going to be left alone, it's something we need to hold on to. I want to share a story. I get emails from time to time of people sharing various things. And I got one this week from a member of our church. He owns a business. And this is about the fourth or fifth email he sent me about a woman that works for him. This woman always seems to get involved in doing some kind of ministry that makes a difference in people's lives. So profoundly. They don't know her name. but They see on her uniform where she works and they chase down the email addresses and try to say things about this person. She didn't even know it was happening. She doesn't like the attention. And so I'm not even going to mention her name or the name of the business. But I want you to know this is in this email. This is from a lady who last week started off in the grocery store trying to buy some things, and like all of us, she found empty shelves. But she said she was in line with what she had, and there were two persons in front of her in the line, one of whom was asked by the cashier, did you find everything you needed? Well, the answer is no. She said, I needed a loaf of bread and can't even find one. The lady behind her is the lady that works at this place. Said to her, ma'am, you can take my loaf of bread. Well, I can't take your bread. She said, yes, ma'am, please take it. said, I've still got some bread left at home and and when when I run out, I know God's going to provide. Here, take my loaf of bread. And she did and left the, the grocery store weeping. Well, the lady behind her said, I didn't like that. I didn't believe it. And I didn't appreciate her saying that because I knew it was not true. But I paid for what I had and I left. And lo and behold, she says in the email, she says, as I got out to my car, that lady was parked beside of me. And she was having another conversation with another lady. To which she, uh, she ended the conversation with this other lady, lady by saying, God bless you. This lady says, and I quote, so I couldn't take it any more. I came up to her very hateful and said, do you really believe in all of this? She said another word, but in all of this stuff that's going on, do you really believe God's going to give you a loaf of bread when you run out of your bread? And you really believe God's going to bless that woman just because you said God bless you? She said, this lady looked at me, smiled real big, And said, yes ma'am, not only do I believe it, I've seen it. And I've experienced Him providing for needs. She started to cry and said when I was a little girl, and we didn't have enough to eat, God provided for us. And she said, God has healed my mother. God has healed my marriage. So if you think that my God is not able to give me a loaf of bread when I run out, oh He is. He really is. God bless you. And she left. This lady writes and says, I just walked away. I I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. She says, I had been to church when I was younger, but I stopped going when my papa died. My aunt still goes to church. She's a great Christian. So I called her and said, can I go to church with you? She said, well, we're not having church right now. You have to watch with me online. And she said, I did. Now, listen carefully. She said, I started telling my aunt about this woman. And I, you need to know I gave my heart to Jesus. I got saved because of the lady in your shop sharing the love of God with me. I've been changed, she says. Oh, my friends, don't you want that kind of Christ presence living through you? I do. I want people in the grocery store line and in places of business to recognize Christ in me. I want a church full of people who are living out of ministry so powerful of the ministry of the presence of Christ that people see Jesus in us. Well, the resurrection guarantees that kind of power. So what does Easter mean? I know those first women at the tomb were asking, Themselves that same question. And I think they became aware that without Christ there is no hope. That with Christ there is hope. And with the resurrection, His Word is true. And with the resurrection, His continued presence is guaranteed. Isn't that wonderful? I hope you'll say amen right where you are. And would you pray with me right now? Father God, in Jesus' name, I pray for everyone who's listening. I pray, God, that this might be a time of spiritual renewal because we are celebrating a risen, resurrected Savior. Oh, God, help us to understand the hope that is found because of the resurrection. Hope is to love You with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And I pray, Lord, right now for those who may not even know You. This might be a day of salvation. This might be a day when people, men, women, boys, and girls might say, Lord Jesus, save me. Come into my life today. Father God, I pray that even those who are saved would submit today all that they are. Give it all to You so that Your continued presence might be manifest through our lives. We ask this in Jesus' powerful, resurrected, risen name. Amen.